E-S-N-Y. While we're starting after our two-week hiatus, two-week hiatus for the holidays. Holidays or just us needing to get our mental health correct, so. Yeah, I'll say this about baseball. Obviously, we're crazy. We're psychotic people. That's not news to anyone. Anyone who's listened before knows that we identify as psychotic baseball people. Even still, after the season, I need a little time to recharge. I need a minute to just take a beat, just... All right, we got through six months of this, and it's you know it's not like basketball where it's like oh we have a game one day and then the next day is the news cycle. Now baseball is every day, every uh-huh. single day for six months. You got to be paying attention to something, and we need a little bit of time to recharge after that. And it's been a little bit of a crazy off season so far. I, I think the last time we were on the podcast, we didn't expect it to be this crazy. I don't think anyone really expected it to be this crazy. No. And and then people started realizing like, hey, this lockout that's coming. Yeah, it's it's going to be a couple months. It's not, we're not talking a few days. We're talking a, a <laughs> couple months. So everyone started signing first. And because you know, if you're a player, you don't want to be signing. You don't want to find out what team you're going to on like February 15th, you got to report to spring training in two weeks. You got to find a house. You got to find somewhere to stay for spring training. That's a disaster. You want to get it done early, nice and early. Um, By the way, this is episode 119 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, XL Media, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. I actually went out to Rivercrest a a couple weeks ago. Yes, you texted me when you did. Oh, yeah. Some old high school buddies. It wasn't even my idea. It was their idea. They texted me. They want to hang out. And we're like, well, what would be a central location for all of us? Well, how about Rivercrest? And it was a fantastic time. Uh, my cousin is the nicest person in the entire world, charged us for like 10% of what we actually got. Uh, so, Ooh. yeah, good good for so us. So sponsorship discount? Sponsorship discount. Yeah, that's that's what we get. That's what we get at Rivercrest because we, every single episode, as long as I remember to actually do the introduction, every single episode since we started Rivercrest NYC, we mention it and it finally comes full circle. I'm sure the many billions and millions of listeners every week have gone to Rivercrest NYC and have given the money back that I got off my bar tab a couple of weeks ago. So it, it all evens out in the end. It all evens out. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you went and I'm glad that you had a good time and I'm glad that people wanted to hang out with you. Yeah, it's it's new. It's new. It hasn't happened in a while. No one wants to hang out with me anymore. I'm boring. All I want to talk about is baseball. And I always I have I have one friend. Uh, his name is Adam Higgins. And I, I hope that one of my friends listens to this and, and <laughs> shows him this clip because we do this thing called Cabin Weekend. Or one of my buddies has a cabin out in Pennsylvania. A couple times a year, we go out there and we just, you know, no phones, no internet, no television. We're just hanging out as friends. So every single time we go, this guy who knows nothing about baseball asks me an innocuous question about baseball. Like, what, what is this foreign substance thing? Or, or who do you think is going to win the World Series? And like half an hour later, there I am talking about like spin efficiency and seam shifted wake. And I could just, I noticed that his eyes have glassed over and they've clearly been glassed over for like 20 minutes. I was like, right. Nobody cares about this 
the way nobody here cares about this like I do. Like Very I'm true. really interested in this. He just wanted to know who was going to win the World Series. He just wanted a hot tip to bet on. Understandable. I mean, there are people like that, and then there are people like us. So yeah, there's a wide say, disparity in between. <laughs> I've been I've been doing a really good job holding off on watching the Dominican Winter League. You got to pay for access to it, and it's all in Spanish. And I know Aaron Hicks is playing in it this year, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm itching a little bit to like. All right, like let's start watching. I need to see how Aaron Hicks looks, but I'm I'm getting the highlights. But I, I've been holding off on it this year. Last year I was last year for like three weeks. All I did was watch Dominican baseball in Spanish, and I don't I didn't take Spanish in high school. I didn't take it in middle school. I don't speak a lick of Spanish, but it was a great time for me anyway. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and it's good to see Aaron Hicks back out there because honestly, I feel like everyone forgot about him. Yeah, and that you know what that's going to bring us to the Yankees right now because Aaron Hicks, I think, is the perfect example of the Yankees not doing anything, nothing. All we've really mm-hmm. done is let people leave. That's all that's happened so far. Corey Kluber goes to the Rays. Our, our favorite Clint Frazier. I know it's not your favorite. It's my favorite Clint, Clint Frazier off to the Chicago Cubs. He's taking Kaylee with them. That's a big loss for us. That's a, that's a bummer, but I mean, the Yankee, they haven't signed anyone. We haven't brought no, anyone in. I, I do like that move for Clint Frazier, though. I, I oh, do I love think that. it's a, I love you that. know, I think it's great for him. So obviously we wish him the best of luck. Corey Kluber, we wish him some luck. Not um, a lot of luck. Not a lot. Just <laughs> not a whole lot. Yeah. But quite honestly, you know, I know a lot of people didn't want Kluber back, just depending on what his cost was going to be. But I think having him go to the Rays is just 10 times worse. Yeah. Because I think that, you honestly, that too. Well, that's quite honestly the perfect market for him because if he can go in there and be expected to pitch four or five innings each time bullpen's going to bail him out every single time that's just what's going to happen so good for him you know yeah and he was uh, credit to Corey Kluber he was good for us this year he gave us a great moment early in the year with the no hitter that was fantastic we loved him for that missed a lot of the year with injuries hopefully that doesn't happen for him with the Tampa Bay Rays you know I don't want him to pitch well for the Rays but I also I want him to pitch I want him to be right, out there right. every every week um and and I you know it's a perfect situation for him he's not going to have to pitch too much cuz they don't push their starters very far and mm-hmm. it's a good team a competitive team they're going to really lean on his slider and and I it's a perfect match for him, honestly. I'm a little surprised that the Yankees didn't match that offer because well, what do you get? Eight million for one year? It's just mm-hmm. incentives all over the place, just all incentives. Yeah, but they paid what 11, 11 mil for last year. Yeah, and that was that was coming off a year where Corey Kluber didn't pitch. Two mm-hmm. years where exactly. he didn't pitch, even. And, and we were like, yeah, we'll commit for, eleven mil. He was out for what, like three months, maybe with an injury. But I feel like every time he came, like he really had maybe like one or two dud starts that were just bad. But at the same time, like he had several really strong starts and it was good. Even though they were shorter starts, he still did a pretty good job. So I'm really sad to see him go. But at the same time, like, ah, the Rays might be the perfect fit for him. Yeah, it's a bummer. And, you know, we look at the Yankees rotation going into next year and I credit to Max, by the way, we have to give credit to Max. He said before the season started that the Yankees might have one of the best rotations in the American League. They did. But next mm-hmm. year, you know, it's it's more or less the same guys, but it's a mm-hmm. little bit more uncertain. What are we going to get from right. Luis Severino? Is Jameson Tyone? What version of Jameson Tyone are we getting? And I also earlier today saw Jameson Tyone 
pretty upset that now that the lockout yeah. is happening, which we'll talk about later, like he can't work with mm-hmm. the Yankees. He can't work right. with the training staff. He's on his own. He's got to go find his own mm-hmm. PT guy. He's got to go find his own doctors. He can't work at all with the Yankees. And that's something that I hadn't considered at all with this no. lockout. Like what do injured players do? That is gravely concerning, gravely concerning now, to me. I, that was one of the factors I never even once considered. And looking at it now, I'm like, holy crap, like this is a lot worse than I initially imagined, you know, not being able to have access to the facilities, but the doctors. I mean, Jamison Tyone has been like working with those guys on a very, very regular basis. And now he just. Oh, he's on his own. He's on his own. He can't do anything. And also, I loved that he he did the uh, the blank face shot for MLB Mm -hmm. because this was a crazy move, by the way, by MLB. Nobody would have noticed if MLB.com didn't like take everything off the site, I don't think anybody would have noticed, but they took every single player's picture off the site and they, they erased all these articles, just took them off the site. And now if you look at MLB.com right now, you go back, I've got to, I got to pull up the Yankees news page because I have to see when the last time an actually like player related article came out. Um, yeah, we're going all the way back. November 24th, Boone and Yankee staff helped give out food in the Bronx. That was a week ago. Are we saying that Jeez. nothing has happened to the Yankees in the last week? Like, what about Brian Hoke? He worked hard on those stories in the last week. Yeah, right. Oh, he's, he's the one taking the hit on that. Right. It sucks on so many levels. There's so many different factors. Like, it's not just the players. It's so many different aspects of the community. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, the last real bit of news involving the Yankees, it's not just like it's not just like fluff news, bullshit news, like like Brian Cashman doing his sleep out thing where he sleeps outside. The last real bit of news was November 16th when we got Luis Rojas as our third base coach, replacing Phil Nevin, uh, also stealing him from the Mets. That's nice. Um, But that really like was that two weeks ago, two and a half. Yeah. What would have happened if they just left the stories in that span? Nothing. Nobody would have noticed. Nobody would have even thought about it. Just like I didn't think about Jameson Tyone not being able to work with the doctors for the team anymore. I knew right. like I knew they couldn't talk to Brian Cashman. I knew they couldn't talk to like Aaron Boone or something. I know they're going to be doing it anyway on the down low. Mm-hmm. All, all that's sure. going to continue to go on. But I, I did not expect MLB to really go this hard with the lockout. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Brett Gardner's picture is quite literally stadium lights, and I I know him. I've yeah, seen I know him. what he, he looks like. Look he like looks that. he looks like one of the thumbs from Spy Kids. You know, actually, with his bald head, it's shiny, so the lights. Creative move by MLB, I must say. So maybe they did do a little bit of thinking behind this. It's still weird. Yeah, the the intern who had to take all the pictures down was like, you know what? I'm gonna leave Brett Gardner's picture up. We're just gonna have a little bit of fun with it. There's got to be someone in there that still has a picture like there has to be. They probably did like an Easter egg, you know, make them actually read through the website to find the one picture. It's like, where's Waldo? But baseball and weird. Yeah. Um, Besides, I mean, the Yankees were really the only team that haven't been doing anything over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. I mean, look at the Pretty Mets. Much. Look at the Mets. They get Starling Marte, Mark Hanna, Eduardo Escobar. Obviously, Starling Marte has like borderline star potential he's a very good player very old school player i still i he makes me really uncomfortable because the rat thing you remember the rat thing 
Yeah, when he I tied do. a rat to a firework. Yeah, that's not great. I don't love that. But then they also go out and get Max Scherzer. And I loved that right. because, you know, Max Scherzer wanted to stay on the West Coast so badly. And I know like the day that Steve Cohen offered him that that contract, 130 mil over three years, and it took him a full day to sign. I know he was just on the phone with the Dodgers all day. Like, please, 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 please don't make me go to New York. Don't make me do it. I don't <laughs> want to do it. Yeah, that was an absurd move by the Mets. They just kept going. And I was just kind of like, wow, now I know how it feels to be a Mets fan. Them just doing the Yankees doing nothing and me just along for the ride. Like, OK, when's something going to happen? Yeah, the Mets, the Mets changing like half of their team. I mean, it's yeah. a new center fielder a new corner outfielder, Mark Canna. It's your everyday third baseman, Eduardo Escobar, and it's arguably the third best pitcher of the game, Max Scherzer. You can make an argument mm -hmm. for second. You, who knows who's better, Max Scherzer or Garrett Cole? I think Garrett Cole's a little bit better, but arguably the third best pitcher in the game. That is a big offseason, a big offseason. Uh, yeah, the only and ones. it just started. I mean, there's still so much more time. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know really what else the Mets can do, really. I don't know, maybe. Uh, I'm sure they could shock you. Yeah, you're kind of stuck with James Mechanic catcher. Pete Alonso is good. I don't know. They just lost Marcus Stroman to the Cubs also. Mm -hmm. uh, also, yeah. Marcus Stroman had a really weird couple weeks. That Real man, weird. listen, I understand the the need to commute. Well, the need, the want to communicate with fans, especially when they're saying crappy things about you. Like, I get it. You know, you don't want anyone to say shit about you and you want to kind of defend yourself. He went way too far like some of the likes on his tweets and just some of the comments he made and quote tweeting people i'm like dude you literally are a millionaire these guys are nothing they are internet trolls let them just be like they know nothing they know nothing about baseball even even the reporters because he the big one was that he went after andy martino and, and yes used, mm -hmm. well he didn't he didn't go after andy martino he's done that in the past but he liked a tweet that was quite yeah. offensive to someone yes. of Martino's mm -hmm. heritage, quite offensive. And Mark Carrig, shout out Mark Carrig. We love Mark Carrig. Called him mm -hmm. out on it. I'm like, yeah, just at some point, like I get you're trying to like hype yourself up because you're, you're a free agent right now. And you're trying to be like, look how good I am compared to everybody else. Look how well I'm going to hold up over the next five years compared to everybody else. So at some point you're actually being a detriment to your mm -hmm. free agency chances. Why not let the numbers speak to majority of yourself and then, then He's do a good some campaigning pitcher. for yourself? He's slightly. a very good pitcher. Very yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I feel like you're absolutely right. It's it's only a detriment the way he just kept talking because he's just going to make them be like, mm, listen, this guy's got a bit of an attitude. Like, do we really want him? Yeah, Is he it's going like to be it's focused? like the Kurt Schilling thing for opposite reasons, obviously. But it's like, well, dude, yeah. mm -hmm. just shut the fuck up. You're going right. to be fine. Just stop talking. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, man. But yeah, the Mets weren't the only team doing things. The Blue Jays. I have a bad mm -hmm. feeling about the Blue Jays in 2022. They Always go out and they do. Get, yeah, they go out and get Kevin Gaussman. They lose Marcus Simeon, mm -hmm. which is that's a yes. tough loss for them. But they that's also a big loss. Yeah, yeah I, I would argue that they had the best offense in the AL East last year. So I don't probably. Think yeah, most I don't, consistent I don't... offense in the AL East for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and Vladdy wins an MVP any other year except you know Shohei mm -hmm. Otani is literally and then God. you got Simeon in third place anyway. So I mean, it's absolutely absurd. Yeah, so they go out, they get Kevin Gossman, a, a really good contract. They extend Jose Barrios, who they got 
over the trade deadline. So mm-hmm. that was their one problem was that they didn't have a ton of starting pitching. So now you're looking mm-hmm. at their top three, Hyunjin Ryu, Jose Barrios, and Kevin Gaussman. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I I wouldn't want to face that. And we have to do it 19 times pretty much. So yeah. And and you also have to face off against Bo Bichette and Vladdy mm-hmm. and Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes Guriel and uh, Alejandro Kirk just has a knack for for being a pain in my ass. He's just one of those guys who just against the Yankees, yeah. he's just for whatever reason, he just plays well against me. Like Cole Calhoun. As Cole Calhoun was a name I had forgotten about until he signed with the uh, Rangers. Mm-hmm. But you know this. Every time we play against Cole Calhoun, he's guaranteed to have at least two diving catches in that series. Mm-hmm. And not just like regular diving catches. It's like, if this ball falls, we take the lead diving catches. He's yeah, just yeah. that kind mm-hmm. of annoying. He's a He's a clutch, clutch player just in general. And it's only against the Yankees. Yeah, Alejandro Kirk is like that for me. I just every memory I have of him in my mind is like him hitting a big home run against the Yankees. So Blue Jays, I'm saying the Blue Jays might have been better than the Yankees this last year. I think they might be better than the Yankees again in 2022. I think well, they might be better. I guess we just have to to wait and see. I mean, honestly, the big thing that we're all waiting on is figuring out shortstop. Yes, there's really one real guy left i mean you have trevor story left of course but like we've already talked about it the yankees are not going to be going after that but like man seager's gone he signed big big contract down in texas which actually texas made a lot of moves too um so he's gone um Oh my god i totally forget the other guy because i i wasn't really interested (laughs) trevor story trevor story and Corey, Corey Seager, Trevor Story, Carlos Correa. Um, yeah, Trevor the, the Yankees don't like Trevor Story. I also mm-hmm. I saw the Mariners were interested in Trevor Story, but not as a shortstop, as a third baseman. I'm looking at the mm-hmm. roster. I mean, they have JP Crawford as their shortstop, and that's like really that's you, you want to go after Trevor Story, who's like a good defensive shortstop. He's good defensively. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You want to push him off his position so that you can keep JP Crawford there? Really? Is that, that sure? You, yeah, keep going, keep going, Mariners. Yeah. Good job. And I, I I liked Simeon. I kind of wanted Simeon for the Yankees, but I also know he's a little bit older. Um, I, I, I like the way the Rangers are doing things just because it's like they're spending money. They're trying. And it's, right. it's so frustrating when teams don't try. Like, I've always wanted the Baltimore Orioles to do something like go out and sign somebody who's middling. Go out and sign like a, a left-handed power first baseman, someone who's he's not going to cost a ton of money, but he's not really going to help your team all that much because by the time mm-hmm. his contract is over, you're still not going to be good. But see right. if you can flip him at the deadline. Go spend like sign him for one year, eight million dollars, pay four million dollars of that, and then flip him for a prospect. You never know with prospects. You never know. And that also goes back to the Yankees because people are starting to get the idea that the Yankees aren't going to get Carlos Correa and just get a placeholder for. Evil. Yeah, for for Volpe and and Peraza, I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. I hate you know, it so much. I think much. a lot of people are just kind of like right now, they're in that mode where they're like, the Yankees need to make a move. No, no, no. The Yankees need to make a smart move. Yes. Okay. Let's please emphasize that because you're putting out into the universe that the Yankees need to make a move. That move very well might be, hey, let's sign Brett Gardner for a one year deal. That's a move. <laughs> you asked for a move. No. They need to make a good, smart move. And I listened to David Cohn. I think it was David Cohn. Tell us that it's okay. Calm down. They must have a plan. Like they definitely have a plan. It'll happen. 
And I really want to believe that. So I'm putting my faith in this right now. I feel like once it gets into January. Once the lockout ends. Right. Once the lockout ends, if the Yankees don't make a move pretty soon after that, I'm going to start to worry. Yeah, I I think, you know, the teams themselves, the Yankees can still, you know, talk about who do we want to go get? They can do mm-hmm. that. They can have those conversations. They can't actually do it until the lockout ends. So, I mean, I'm I, I'm still circling Carlos Correa. I think uh, Carlos Correa is a sure thing. That's not a sure thing that we're going to sign him. But if you do sign him, like it right. is a sure thing. This is going to be a good player. This is going to be a productive player. I, I mean, I love Volpe. I love his swing. I love Peraza. I like them both a lot. But I hate betting on prospects in a window like this. I hate it because yeah. prospects don't work out all the time. Clint Frazier was one of the top prospects in baseball, and he just caught mm-hmm. a bad break. He ran. He was trying too hard in spring training, goes flying into a wall, changes the trajectory of his entire career. He just he can't mm-hmm. focus on the field anymore. His brain doesn't work anymore. So right. it's just don't bet on that. Go get Carlos Correa. He's a sure thing. Just go get him because... First of all, extend Aaron Judge first. Do that first. Find out how much money you have oh, left yeah. over Bigfoot, and then Bigfoot. get Carlos Correa. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they were kicking around Freddie Freeman. I have 0% faith that he goes anywhere except the Braves. Oh, yeah. He's no, just he's go- in Atlanta. Yeah, he's a sure. lifer. He's a lifer in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there forever. I still like a Matt Olson trade. I still like that. I um, don't. I don't. Really? You don't like I Matt really- Olson? It's not that I don't like Matt Olson. I just feel like... I f- I'm I'm still big on the Anthony Rizzo train. I really am. Like, I understand what you think, but like, I don't respect it. Yeah, no, I I have no complaints <laughs> about Anthony Rizzo at all. If Anthony Rizzo is our first baseman going into next year, I'm perfectly happy. Um, do you know my thought process is Anthony Rizzo is expensive. Matt Olson is less mm-hmm. expensive because he hasn't hit free agency yet, and we know how teams feel about that luxury tax. We'll I see know, if the luxury just, tax even I exists like, in a couple weeks. I feel like the expectation is just so high for Matt Olson, and I don't, I don't want to be disappointed again, especially after giving up something in a trade, whether it's prospects, whether it's a player on the roster, whatever it is. I don't know. It's going to be a lot that they're going to have to get up to give up to get him. Yes. And the worst case scenario is that Luke Voigt is still a very good first baseman. Mm-hmm. He's still he's almost won a home run title in 2020, almost won an MVP. He's still very good. So if you don't get Anthony Rizzo and you don't get Matt Olson, it's not like you're running, you know, Greg Bird out there. I don't want to pick on Greg Bird. Uh, Greg Bird had a good don't year in AAA. Greg I don't want to pick on Greg Bird. Man. Let's good say man. Chris Carter. I like to pick on Chris Carter because he swung with his eyes closed that one time. It's not like you're running Chris Carter out there. You're running Luke Voigt out there. It might not be a great defensive first baseman, but he hits mm-hmm. dingers. He hits a lot of home runs, and he's, he's comfortable in the Bronx. The Bronx loves him. They love Luke Voigt. So if that's the worst case scenario, you're pretty comfortable at first base. Um, Aaron Hicks is going to be the center fielder. We're not going to get another center fielder as as right. much as other people might want us to go get another center fielder. I mean, listen, I'm just saying, if the Yankees somehow sneak out and get Kevin Kiermeyer, which I know they've had discussions with him, I am A-OK with this because that is one handsome as hell outfield. Oh, we uh, well, we did lose Tyler Wade, so we wouldn't have the most handsome team right. so in baseball you need anymore. A replacement. Yeah, we yeah. need we just need another handsome guy to come in, just yeah, replace absolutely. Tyler Wade I mean, and, listen, and maybe play better defense. Aaron Judge out there, you've got um, Kevin Kiermeyer, and then in left field, the 
the hope would be a little bit of Giancarlo Stan, which yeah, a little bit of Joey Gallo, yeah. a little bit of Giancarlo Stan, a little bit of mix and match. Beautiful, with the DH beautiful. And, yeah, we're gonna be fine out there, and let's not let's not sleep on the pitching staff. Nestor Cortez's mustache. That's it's an asset. Let's someone, call it an someone asset. Posted a meme, and they were like, "The best pitchers reside in New York," and it was like Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, Jacob Degrom, and then. And Nestor Cortez. <laughs> and I was like, mm, yep, accurate. Yeah, that's Nestor Cortez was a beast this year. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And that's, you know, going back to what started this conversation, was talking about the Yankees rotation. Is Nestor Cortez going to be your fifth starter? Is he going to be a swing man? I don't know. He could do both. And he's going to be great at both. And I love it. I love that for Nestor. I love Nestor's success. I, I love that he went somewhere else, didn't have success, and then came back and was really good again. I mean, I think that... I think that Nestor was just born to be in the Bronx. Yeah, I mean, he has a turtle now named Bronxy. He can't go anywhere else. Yeah, otherwise, it's going to be really awkward. Like, what do you do yeah. with the turtle if it's not going to hang out in the clubhouse? You can't bring it into, like, the Cubs clubhouse. You're going to be like, Nestor, why are you bringing this turtle in here? This doesn't... This is, yeah. So I don't think you guys understand. I, I brought this into the locker room in the Bronx, and we won a lot of games with the turtle. <laughs> yeah, right. So he's stuck there. I mean, that solidified his position there for life. Yeah. Well, either way, the Yankees are not going to be able to do anything for a very long time. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about the lockout, I'm sure, a lot over the course of the offseason. Yeah. Um, right now, we can see very clearly the owners and the players very far apart. Today, Rob Manfred said that the free agency thing, they don't see it as a positive that players would be able to leave a small market too early. Just want a friendly reminder for everybody. There's no such thing as a small market team in baseball. All the owners are billionaires. The mm-hmm. most, the cheapest franchise is the Miami Marlins, and they're like worth 990 million. They're just shy of a billion. So there's no such thing as a team that can't afford to retain a superstar. Just doesn't exist. So that's not a good argument. Just pay minor leaguers, let people get to free agency earlier. Players don't owe fans anything. It's their life. No. They have no, a exactly. limited earning window. They, they've trained their entire lives for, you know, the average major leaguer's career is less than three years. Imagine training like 22 years of your life, training only for baseball. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. all you make in baseball is a million, one million, two years worth of the league minimum. I think that like someone mentioned, I'm not sure who it was on Twitter, that like the past couple of days have been for the baseball fans. I'm like, no. No, it's not for us. No, it's for the players. And that's okay. You know, listen, like that's fine. It's the players. It's fun for us as, to watch as fans, but it's not for us. Yeah. Like stop trying to tell us that you guys are doing these things for us. You're and not. you know what though? They already tried to use that in an argument with the players. Is that look at all these people we just signed. We just broke, we just shattered the record for contracts given out in free agency. And, and we haven't even gotten to December yet. It's like, yeah, but you didn't do that because you wanted to show you were operating in good faith with the players. That's no. not the reason you did that. The Rangers did it because they want to sell seats. They want to have a good team. They want to sell tickets. They didn't mm-hmm. do it because they think they owe a duty to the players, which they you know, probably should owe a little bit more of a duty than they currently owe. But we'll we'll get into all of that. I'm sure maybe, maybe we'll have Max come on and, and do a little lockout talk. I don't know. I don't know who else. I feel, is, yeah. else I was gonna say, I feel like he knows better than we do. 
Yeah, there's a there's a few people that that I want to bring in during the lockout because I know they're not going to be doing anything. They have nothing else else to do now. There's no winter meetings. There's no Rule Five draft. There's none of that. So I think we'll we'll come up with some interesting things to do for the next few weeks. I I think we can manage. There's definitely much to talk about, even though we are. That's an interception. I'm sorry. I'm watching the football game. You of oh, course I'm watching the Knicks game. Decided to do it during the football game. Oh, oh my God. That's my bad. That's my bad. I it forgot happens. the Knicks it were tonight. Happens. Yeah. It oh. happens. Do you have anything else for Yankees baseball? Anything else that interests you? Anything else that interests me? Um, you want to talk about Danny Phantom? No, no, I'm good. I'm good <laughs> for today. Um, no, I mean, just in general, like, I love seeing the Yankees do workout, you know, pictures and stuff like that. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll be able to just do it, do their workouts elsewhere. Um, you know, maybe spend some time at Adam Adovino's gym, even though, you know, they're not really buddies anymore, but still, he's, he's got still, that, still in New York. It's still got in that New pitching York lab, you know? Yep. Um, so quite honestly, I really, really miss baseball. And I really, really want the Yankees to make a move, but I want them to make a smart move. And I think that is the key that a lot of people have not emphasized. They need to make a smart move. And a smart move is not making any move. They have to do something that will actually benefit their team in the long run. And we'll just be theorizing what that's going to be for the next two months of our lives. Uh, Last thing I want to mention, uh, Lucas Lickie. Turns out he's hysterical. Turns out he's really funny. And I'm really looking forward to the spring training video comes out when we learned that it wasn't just a funny tweet by Lucas Lickie, but he's actually like Zach Britton where nobody had any idea. He was hysterical. And then it hits you over the head, like a brick. It's like, Oh my God, wait, this guy makes the clubhouse go round. Mm, Yes. Those, uh, I love those videos, spring training videos. I'm mic'd up. I mean, sadly, you know, Brett Gardner, well, you know, he's a free agent. I I think he'll, who's he going to prank now? Tyler Wade's gone. Clint Frazier's gone. gone. He scared them away. Watch, yeah. watch. Wait a minute. Brett Gardner's going to sign with the Cubs. He's going to follow Clint Frazier. Oh, that would like, be so messed up. Guess who's back? <laughs> that would be so messed up. And if like uh, Brett Gardner is a veteran, he could work it out with the team that like it doesn't oh, yeah. get announced until they're in the locker room and he like shows up and, and Clinton looks up and there's his, his former bully just standing there like, with hot I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> or the Angels. He could go to the Angels too and file, follow Tyler Wade. It's, you know, yep. the weather's better out there. So maybe, maybe he'd prefer to go out there. So I did, um, I did win a contest, um, to a get a contest, huh? A roto wear contest. No, no, no. I won a, a contest through MLB, um, where I got a customized Jersey of my choice. Um, so naturally I was like, do I have to order like one that has my name on it? Like if that's what it is, because it was like a personalized jersey and it said mm-hmm. last name and stuff. And I was like, this is like the day before Otani won MVP. And I was like, I want an Otani jersey. Yeah. So instead of instead of like making it a custom personalized jersey, right. or like, oh, it'd be a real shame if it was exactly Shohei Otani's jersey. No, they were shame. like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, just tell us the name, you know, the name, the number and, you know, the jersey, like you're ordering it you know, customized yeah. and get it for you. And I was like, okay, that's so awesome. I'm getting myself a Shohei Otani Jersey. Woo. 
I want to get one of those shirts that just has Shohei Otani's yeah, face all over it. I want to get one of those. I was like trying to figure out which player because I was like, you know what? I want to expand my jersey collection. I do have an Aaron Judge jersey, a Brett Gardner jersey, um, Mariano Rivera, you know, old school one. So like I definitely have jerseys. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, who is someone that I know like I will be like in years look back and be like, that's that's the guy. Yeah. No, Shohei's a, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick right there. All right, well, yeah, I think that'll wrap it up for this week. Then we'll uh, we'll talk about who we want to interview over the next coming weeks. We got finals the next couple uh, next week or so. We got final projects to do, final stories. I have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning tomorrow to go to a high school at seven o'clock in the morning. I have a uh, my fault. My fault. We were working with high school journalism students uh, for the semester. And I thought, you know what, my final project, I'll just continue to work with the high school journalism students and I'll just get a story from there. And now I have to go to a meeting with the principal at 7am to interview him. And you know, that was a mistake on my part. That was a mistake. Oh boy. Uh, Well, Hey, good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up there then. And we'll see you next week. All right. Sounds good.